0: All right. Welcome back, guys. I'm super excited to have our special guest of the week, Josh Turner, here with me today. Josh, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Kelly. Great to
0: be here. Okay. So guys, uh, personal story here. Josh Turner is the man when you think of LinkedIn, he's been spreading the word about the power of LinkedIn for many years now, and he is the absolute go-to expert for anything related to how to build your business online with LinkedIn. And so I'm thrilled to have him here, and I'll tell a little bit of a personal story about that. But just to share a little bit of his background, he is the founder and CEO of Linked Selling, which is a marketing, coaching, consulting, and training firm that has been named number 252 on the Inc. 5000 list for the two past two years in a row. He is widely considered as a worldwide leading authority in using LinkedIn to generate leads, appointments, and clients. So Josh, I'm so pumped to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks, Kelly. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So just to kick us off, um, Josh came on as a special guest in one of my programs, The Unstoppable Entrepreneur, back, it was three or four years ago. I can't even remember exactly what it was. And at that time, I had never used LinkedIn for business. I was not even, I was quote-unquote, on LinkedIn, but I had never used it in any way, shape, or form. We were totally into just, like, Facebook ads and all that stuff. And I remember, Josh, when, when I interviewed you for my program, I said right live on the interview, I said, I – prop like you guys, I said, watch, you will see a massive change in our business. I said, from this point forward, we are going to make LinkedIn one of our primary selling mechanisms. And literally, we have you to thank Josh for, I think, probably an excess of $500,000 we will do this year specifically from LinkedIn. So big thank you to you um, for everything that you have been sharing for so many years. And hopefully that gets our audience excited about what you're going to share with them here today.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love to hear success stories like that. And um, uh, hopefully in this conversation, we can share a little bit with your folks about what you did to achieve that too.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you're the man. We've been following you. We bought your program. Um, I make every one of my team members go through it because um, I have a, a, an army of people now uh, using your your techniques and strategies. Um, I made every member of my team read your new book. Um, so we are we are loyal followers of the Josh Turner way when it comes to LinkedIn. So I, I don't know what you feel has changed the most in LinkedIn or, or where you want to start in terms of really conveying to our... Business owners and leaders, the power of LinkedIn and why. Just like I was inspired after that first conversation with you and made this total change in my business, why maybe it's time for them to do the same thing?
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's in terms of what's changed with LinkedIn. I mean, you know, if you if you log into LinkedIn, it looks like a totally different thing than what it was mm-hmm. in 2015. Of course, the last few years since Microsoft acquired LinkedIn, they've made a ton of changes, and they've really, um, you know, at the time there were a lot of people that were unsure how's this going to go. I personally believe that the, the, the changes in the direction they've taken LinkedIn have been really, really amazing, um, and the platform as, as, as a whole is a lot more engaging than it used to be in some ways. In some other ways, they you know, have some improvements still to be done, but generally speaking, what I see out in the business world is that you know four, five years ago, people were a lot more excited about LinkedIn than they are today in general. Um, there was more buzz around it. It was, a, a, you know, the hype had built up and there was a lot more people who were really just trying to figure it out and and, and realizing like, oh, this is this is something I need to you know, put, you know, get in place in my business. And fast forward to today, and there's not as much buzz or hype around it because it's not new anymore. You know, it's not this new thing that people are excited about anymore. It's just kind of now folded into the norm of one of the things that you do as part of business. And with that, a lot of folks who were excited about LinkedIn a few years back, just like you were, Kelly, you know, to be honest, a lot of people um, went and tried some things on LinkedIn and, and didn't really get results. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of said, well, I've tried that a few years back and, you know, LinkedIn just doesn't work for me or, you know, I don't get it or, you know, I, don't, I think it's all a bunch of hogwash or whatever it is. And, um you know, that's, it is what it is. It's kind of unfortunate that that's happened to some folks, I guess, in the past. But what that means today is that there's, it's really even greater opportunity because of all the money that Microsoft is dumping into LinkedIn, the growth that LinkedIn is having, and then you have less people paying attention to it from a marketing and sales standpoint than they were before. And the truth of the matter is, is that it's, as effective or maybe even more effective for generating leads and getting clients than it than it was even a few years back. Um, and I think one of the reasons why is because less people are paying attention to it now, which is kind of crazy.
0: I echo that times a thousand and, and just a couple things I'll add to that just to demonstrate an example. So, you know, every week you guys that follow me know I put out a two minute business tip on video every single week we pay to promote that on facebook because there's no organic reach and no one sees it and of course we put it out for free on linkedin and every week consistently we see people from linkedin liking commenting opting in taking action applying for strategy sessions and it, it, it the performance on linkedin far surpasses the performance on facebook linkedin isn't costing us a dime, Facebook, we're actually paying to promote it and advertise it. And it's exactly what you said. I think, Josh, the way I think about LinkedIn is, um, you know, it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? Like LinkedIn is a slow and steady wins the race, very high dollar custom strategy that, that works if you're really serious about working with premium clients. But it's not the get rich, sexy, uh, insta story that most people's attention is on right now but i think the really smart business owners are playing a long game and they're seeing like holy crap like this is an unbelievable unparalleled resource for tapping into the best quality leads out there today
1: yeah and the thing you said about premium clients is really really important because if you're in a if you know a b2c business or you're selling a 50 dollar widget or info product or something like that you know um, there's still some things you can do on LinkedIn, but it's really not the place to go to really build relationships with people to buy a fifty-dollar yes. product. But if you're if you're selling stuff that is uh, you know five ten thousand dollar lifetime value of a client and above, then you really need to be paying attention to LinkedIn because it's it still today is the only place that you can go and search for the exact person that you want to be doing business with, the exact avatar of who your ideal client is and put a plan in place to reach out to that specific person and a, and a, the majority of them will be open to the approach. If you do things the right way, I mean, Facebook, many, many people just aren't open to connecting with people that they don't really, really know mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it takes a, it's a, a much different strategy. And especially if you're in business to business, if you're going after business owners, if you're, um, if you're working with anybody in the C suite or any decision makers within corporations, um, a lot of those types of people just aren't comfortable connecting on Facebook, and they're hardly ever, any of them are even using Twitter, really. Yeah. And that leaves LinkedIn the only place to really identify with them, connect with them, and, and build relationships.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, our Facebook leads are more going into our group coaching programs, our courses, you know, the, the lower dollar offerings. I see our podcast leads and our video leads and, and the people from LinkedIn that are the ones doing the VIP days, the client on sites, the speaking engagements, the high dollar, you know, one-to-one, you know, private consulting. So I, I we see that exactly in terms of the difference between the leads that we get in one place versus another. Now, I think one of the reasons why so many people have lost excitement about LinkedIn is because they're using it completely wrong. And, you know, I I think that, you know, with the methodology that you teach, and I know that you have a whole division of your company that's focused on, you know, really effective LinkedIn messaging campaigns. Can you share a little bit about that? Because that might be new for some people listening. Can you share a little bit about the strategy, the methodology, you know, all of that?
1: Sure. So what people are doing wrong, generally speaking, when they, well, the first thing is that most people just aren't even doing anything with LinkedIn. It's just like an online Rolodex that's sitting there and, and chances are their profile is not really even positioning them in a great way. So it's just kind of a wasted opportunity. But then the next thing that happens is folks say, you know what, all right, I am going to do this LinkedIn thing and I'm going to go get connected with some prospects and then I'm going to send them some messages about my stuff. And we call that leg humping where you go connect (laughs) with somebody and then you immediately start pitching them. And, you know, it's like going to a networking event and just walking right up to everybody you meet and sticking your business card in their face and telling them all about your products and services and features and benefits before you've actually taken the time to get to know them and build the relationship a little bit and just, like, do things the right way. Um, But for some reason on LinkedIn, people forget about that and they see, well, you know, hey, uh, I've been using LinkedIn for years and I get all these, you know, spammy pitches in my inbox. So that must be the way it's done. So the people, people go and they try that stuff and it just unfortunately um, doesn't work. Well, I mean, probably fortunately, right, because then it dissuades people from doing it anymore. But they think, well, I tried it and it didn't work for me. So here's the thing. What we've found is that if you first take the time to really build the relationship with a prospect, you're much more likely to get them to uh, raise their hand to uh, book a consultation with you, Mm -hmm. to set up a one-on-one, to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we, uh, our methodology is essentially this. It is, let's get really clear on your avatar. Like, let's look at your, your best clients that you have and figure out what's the commonality, what's the common denominator with them, and let's go find other people just like them. Then we'll go get connected with them on LinkedIn. And then over the course of multiple months, will implement a a drip messaging campaign. We call it a multi-touchpoint messaging campaign that is going to send them anywhere from five to seven messages typically over the course of two or three months. And it's not usually until the third or fourth, sometimes even the fifth message that we invite the prospect into a one-on-one. And what we see is that when you take the long road like that, you're, you, you have the opportunity to start building the relationship, creating a lot more top-of-mind awareness, positioning what you do in their mind a little bit so they start thinking about the problem you solve. And then by the time you um, you go for the phone call request or the coffee or lunch or whatever it is, they're much, much, much more likely to, uh, to say yes. In fact, if you go on LinkedIn and you do the leg-humper strategy, you might get 1% or 2% of the people you reach out to to say, hey, yeah, I actually – we, we are interested in building a website right now, right? you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you take the long road and put in the goodwill and put in the time and build the relationship and do things the right way, using our process, we see on average 21% of prospects worked through that process will say, yeah, I'd like to talk. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so if you're going after premium clients, if you're going after high-end clients, I think the churn and burn strategy is something that we can't afford as business owners. Yep. And it's really imperative that you get the most squeeze out of the juice, if you will. Hmm. And so you have to when you're looking at a certain, you know, set of prospects, you you, you don't want to churn and burn them and get only one or two percent of them to raise their hand. You it's worth putting in the time to invest in, in playing the long game.
0: Yeah, I love hearing you say the long game. I literally just finished an interview right before yours, and, and the interviewer was asking me, what is your message to entrepreneurs for 2018? And I said, my message of 2018 is play the long game. People are making every decision based on five minutes and tomorrow instead of five years and 15, and that's why everyone's scrambling and they're stressed and they're straining and you know th- they can't get anywhere because when you're making decisions that way, there's no building process. There's no end. Entity that pays you dividends over a period of years. It's just like churn it's the churn and burn, exactly what you just said. And you know, same thing with going for the easy, you know, $50 sale. How far is that gonna get you? And if you calculate, you know, how many of those that you need to get to a place where you can take home your million dollar income, you know, it's very difficult to sustain that over a period of time, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. And I I mean I talk about this a lot as well, that there's there's um If you go over to cultures like in Japan and, and, you know, Eastern cultures, they, uh, they have a much different view on business and they make decisions with, like you said, like a five or 10 year ROI in mind because they come from cultures where they have businesses over there that have been in existence for hundreds of years and we just don't have that here. And, and it seems like everybody in, in, at least in the U S absolutely, like you said, has this very, uh, short-term mindset, not everybody, but a lot of people do. And it, and it absolutely does um, uh, hurt their business in in the long haul. And it's, it's one of the things we talk about a lot too.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So we need to take a, a page out of their book for sure. Um, And and so, you know, I think what I've found when I've advised a lot of people to, you know, get started with these types of messaging campaigns, which is what we use, my team uses them every day. I have my entire team on LinkedIn every single day doing these messaging campaigns, Um, you know, is that exactly what you said, you know, you're not going to get a response until message five or six sometimes. And I think most people are in the game and out of the game before they even get there. Um, So what is some advice or guidance that you can give to people around setting themselves up for success going into this? Um, You already set the mindset, but like strategically in terms of the way that they're approaching prospects on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. One of the things that comes to mind is a study that Microsoft put together a few years back where they it was over 10,000 salespeople that they studied. And They found, um, they're basically looking at like, at what point do salespeople fall off in the sales process? And Mm -hmm. they found that 50% 50 of salespeople have given up after the second contact, and it's something like 89% of salespeople have given up after the fourth contact. By the time you get to the ninth touch point with a prospect, you're most likely the only person still in the game, and you have a 90% chance of getting the business if anybody's going to get it. And this is all from this Microsoft study that they did of thousands of, of salespeople and sales decision-making processes. And um, I, I mean, theres I've never seen any data that just made it more clear the importance of really playing the long game and staying in touch with people and following up. And so many, um, so many, it's definitely small business owners, but I see it in big businesses too, um, so many people have, a problem with follow-up mm-hmm. where, you know, yeah. you meet with the prospect or, or whatever it might be. And then, you know, you maybe keep in touch with them for a month or two, and then you just figure, well, they haven't responded to my last couple emails. So I'm just going to, um, assume that they hate me and I'm never going to follow up again. Right. And yeah. so that, yeah. and then we have all these, you know, folks that we've developed all these relationships with over the years that we, we're never following up with them again and they for, totally forget about you after a while. And and so it's a. I believe that follow-up, if people could fix the follow-up problem in their businesses, I think they could double or triple their revenue in, in overnight. Couldn't
0: um, agree more. And it solves that when, problem of more and more and more. I think everyone's always looking for more instead of really looking at how do we do a stellar job actually cultivating committing to a set of leads and following them through the full cycle versus every day starting messaging new people or trying to approach new people. It's like you're so top of funnel all the time that of course no one's closing because you're not actually taking people through the stages of the process, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And um, so when you're designing a LinkedIn campaign and when you're just getting started – Keep that in mind because it can be tempting to try and shortcut the process. Right. Now, our our system is has more in it, to it than just connect with people and send them five messages over a couple months. Like I would really recommend anybody listening to this either sign up for one of our free workshops or get my book to get the entire system, because to get to to get the best results, implementing the whole system is is really what it takes. Um, but that said. It, Realize that the best results are going to come from, from the, the, having the like many, many touch points mapped out over a, a period of time. And so um, if it looks like, boy, this is going to be a lot of work, like well, you know, you got to look at options for getting it done. whether it's like Kelly has people on her team that do it for. sometimes, hey, when you're just getting started like I did when I was just getting started in my business, you got to carve out the time, 45 minutes a day, five days a week. To go on LinkedIn and make the connections and send the messages and do the other things that need to be done. And when you manage the metrics like that and you know your numbers of how many people do I need to get connected to, how many people do I need to message to get how many appointments that I need every month to get X number of clients, will that allow me to meet my goals or not? If no, then maybe the metrics need to be adjusted. But those are some of the things that we really stress And um, and find to be really, really critical with this stuff, because if you're just going on LinkedIn and you're just kind of randomly doing stuff and you don't have that, like the benchmarks, the KPIs in place to know, like what you're doing is going to to get you the results that you need to meet your goals, then you're just kind of doing stuff.
0: Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And as I've said already, we are a student, um, you know, of Josh's and I fully endorse his products, his programs, his services. Um, we, You know, we've seen great results with it and, and we will continue to be students of yours, Josh. So um, you've had, you know, an amazing growth trajectory over the last couple of years. And, you know, getting on the Inc. 500, 5000 list is no small feat, of course. What are some of the biggest things for you that you've done with your team that have really made a difference in that growth over these last few years for you?
1: Well, one of the things that we've done is we've had a, um, a massive focus on marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. Um, so I spend most of my time on marketing and sales. And I I think that was without that, like, you know, our business is just not going to thrive. And, um, in order to do that, my very first hire, I brought on my friend, Ben Niffin, who is, um, who is now the president of our company and, uh, and a co-founder of the company. And um, that hire was critical because if you're going to be the person that's going to wear the sales and marketing hat in your business, you, you just can't do it all. And right, so like right. in the E-myth, they teach that like, you know, in a business you need the integrator and the visionary and the, like there's these key roles that you have to fill. And so for, for us, one of the big keys was having a COO, Ben, who's now our president slash COO so that he can really be full-time focused on making sure our clients are getting amazing results, uh, working with our our team, hiring internal processes and systems. And I could be focused on the top of the funnel in the marketing and sales. So uh, having that hire early on was huge for us being able to grow. We wouldn't have been able to get to where we're at without that. I think the next thing, was, um, realizing that I needed to get out of my own way, um, and Mm -hmm. needed to, uh, start, um, building a sales team. Um, and so we've had a lot of lessons that we've learned around that, but I wish we would have started it sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing was hiring a full-time marketing manager. Mm -hmm. So it's getting like, it's getting amazing people in place, um, in really key roles in the business that when you do it right, it can, it can really take the business to the next level
0: infrastructure team and systems everything right right josh infrastructure team and systems yeah so so as far as um do you guys do you connect josh with anyone from the linkedin organization like do you guys have an alliance with them do you have communication with them
1: yeah, mm-hmm. we we're working with them a lot right now on their advertising platform. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and um, you know, so we have uh, uh, some reps over there that we work with, and uh, uh, they've got a lot of new things on their ad platform with retargeting and lead forms, and you know. Uh, uh, you know, they're really, really rolling out a lot of new stuff that that we're working on with them to try and get dialed in and get some processes in place because, you know, they know that we do this stuff for our clients and they want to see us have success with it so we can start spreading the word about it.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I think the the huge breakthrough in the last couple of years on LinkedIn is definitely the ability to post a video. And I think, you know, the the advertising platform certainly has not come up to where the where the platform is today. And same thing with, I wonder, do, do they have on the horizon to allow live streaming in LinkedIn? Is that in the plan or is that not a part of where they want to go?
1: I actually don't know the answer to that, but yeah. I can say that I'll, you know, confirm what you've said about videos we've been doing. We've been getting great results with LinkedIn video, just native, not even paying anything, yeah. Um, yeah, just getting a lot of reach with it and a lot of engagement. So that has been great, but no, I don't, I have no clue what their plans are for live stream.
0: Yeah, I think that that would, you know, make – I think the engagement – the thing that is more difficult about LinkedIn is that the engagement is, like, so much more, you know, one-to-one privately. I think it's a little bit more challenging to get a group to be – as participative and, and you know, to create the community there that maybe you can create in, in other places like Facebook or whatever the case. But I think if they integrated that, it would definitely bring the whole platform full cycle and maybe giving everybody a run for their money at that point, right?
1: Yeah, I think that it uh, it could be pretty cool for sure. So I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, so if you were to give um, our listeners maybe just three key things, like they're not doing anything with LinkedIn right now. They have, you know, a profile set up, but they're not generating leads or business from it. Obviously, we want them to, you know, check out your website. We want them to get on one of your webinars, start studying yourself. But in terms of tactics that you would say, yep. okay, like point one, two and three, just get started with this. What would that look like?
1: I mean, the first thing is make sure that you get your profile ready for prime time. And that doesn't need to mean that you need to spend weeks fixing up your profile or go out. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars having somebody rewrite it or anything. There's just a few little distinctions you can make to improve your headline and your summary section, maybe a couple other little things that can make a huge difference. Um, so that when you start reaching out to people, which would be the second step, that you get a high acceptance rate of people agreeing to connect with you. And so, what I, I think really the best place for anybody to start is just to make a micro commitment. Say, you know what, I'm gonna put ten minutes on my calendar every morning for the next couple weeks, and I'm gonna go on LinkedIn and I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to five to ten new prospects every day. Um, and send them a connection request. Make sure you include a personalized note with it, um, so that they, you know, it's not just that yeah. stock thing that you, you know, everybody sends with LinkedIn. And then, um, and and that momentum of seeing, wow, if I just put in a few minutes every day, and I'm getting connected to lots and lots of really great prospects. Usually, you'll want to keep playing the game because mm-hmm. that momentum mm-hmm. of seeing that list being built in their database on LinkedIn growing. And then you're going to be thinking, okay, well now what am I going to do to, to, to move these connections from LinkedIn off in, in, into real world conversations to turn them into clients. And then you're going to want to start investing more and more time with it. So yeah, I would say that first step, get your profile fixed up. Second steps, carve out the time on your calendar to make it a discipline to do it five days a week. I I, I like to give people their weekends, but if you want to do it seven days, you can't. And then, then, uh, just start reaching out to people and connecting to folks. Um, that's usually the best place to start to really start getting some momentum.
0: That's awesome. Well, I remember having that conversation with you a couple of years ago. It was such a turning point in my business. So I'm very appreciative of that, Josh, and of all the work that you and your team are doing. And I hope for everybody listening today that you'll take, you know, something from this and take it to heart and really take a hard look at how it can help you achieve your business goals. So Josh, let's give our listeners a couple of places they can go to check out some of the resources you have available and some of the things that you have, uh, you know, going on right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I would love to connect with anybody listening. Um, Just look me up on LinkedIn and and let me know that Kelly sent you. Um, That would be great. And then I would say the other thing is um, if if anyone would like to attend one of our workshops, we host a a workshop a couple times a week, uh, very in depth on our entire system. Um, And you can go to linkeduniversity.com to sign up for, for one of those.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Josh, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly. I appreciate it.
0: You got it. All right. To all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so, so much for being here with Josh and I today. Remember, sharing is caring. So pass this episode along to another entrepreneur that you know that has big goals and dreams and wants a strategy that is going to help them to get there. Until next time, I want to remind you guys to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word ignite to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and Text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.